Today on an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that was once being considered for a storyline of the hit NBC series, The Cosby Show. But they then the producers realized that the shit Cosby was into was far scarier than any ghost story. Who was a mysterious girl standing behind a woman as she unassumingly did her makeup alone in an old farmhouse, far away from any other living soul? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. And if you like the show, hey, check out our uh, subscription channel on Apple Podcasts. There, you can get access to our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, uh, as well as the full archive, all of it commercial-free. And uh, yes, it's called being an extra podcast person, an EPP. Even try it for three days free on Apple Podcasts right now. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, you can check us out in patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the same content over there. All the commercial-free episodes, all the advanced, all of the bonus, or our website directly at ghostpodcast.com. Three different ways to get access to all of that content, whatever is easiest for you. It's uh, Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? I have a little furry feline in my lap right now. You do? Oh, my goodness. It's Bubbles the cat. It's Bubbles. we got to put the mic over here for Bubs. Hi, Bubs undoing the mic how you doing he's he's always talkative until he's in front of the mic right bubs anything you want to say buddy anything come on you got a mic in front of you you talk to me all day now sir even sir era yeah sir he's talking to me over here bubs this is your chance to shine in the spotlight i'm not kidding this is the most talkative cat <laughs> you walk out into the garage and he just starts having a conversation and i bring him in the studio a lot during the day and he sits on the chair and he sleeps and then he gets up and it's like and I just talk back and forth to him like he thinks okay I think I know what he's saying and now there's a mic this is the most silent he's ever been like in his whole life you're near this cat he makes noise can he talk oh we heard a little one a little meow good job all right uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Let's jump over to a phone call to kick off the show. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Sorry for leaving so many uh, voicemails, but uh, this is coming from the Albertan Canadian that moved from uh, B.C. to Alberta when he was young. My first experience was when I walked down the hall from this 211 that I sent you the uh, voicemail from before, but uh, I walked down the hallway when when I was young. We first moved to Alberta, new province, everything. I We moved in because my mother, with my stepfather, he owned a... Uh, a trailer in Bridge Villa. 
Now, this 211, I walked down the hallway when I was about three, four years old, and my mother just bought me this blue teddy bear. And I walked into my room about a week later, and it started talking to me. This was my first experience, and it was scary for me because I was really young at the time. But I walked into my room, and I opened up my drawer, and this teddy bear I heard talking to me, start talking to me. And uh, I turned around. I ended up running from the room. Well, about a week later, this thing was my best friend. Like, I could not leave home without it. Funny thing is, like I said before, Fast forward 43 years later, I'm in the same, I, I returned, I bought a house just down the street from, from my ex first experience in the trailer park, and I'm living here today, 43 years later. And I, I still go through a lot of uh I'm still dealing with a lot of experiences. Like, stuff, I don't know how to explain it. Stuff will go missing. Uh, it's really hard to tell. I mean, once you start something in your life, when you're really young, it continues with you your whole life. And it really affects somebody. It really does. It really affects you um, personally on a deep down level. It's like somebody opened a door for you that you keep walking through every day. And you don't know what to expect. But... I've been having these, um, I don't know what you call them, other than the experiences. But now, since I've had that happen to me, and living back in the same trailer park and everything, everything has become, how do you say, um open a very open majestic world of the undead thank you for sharing that with us I'm sorry but when he was like talking about like the talking teddy bear it made me instantly think of that movie called Ted yeah (laughs) and you know it's funny because it's all about context you know, the, if you're in the context of it's uh, it's funny and it's warm and he's cuddly and he's nice, it's all good. It's 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 a little different though uh, when it gets kind of changed up and you change the context to the movie a little bit and it sets in a little more mysterious of a setting. Some man maybe in New England out at his boat dock at. 3 a.m. He couldn't sleep. He found solace in the boat 
looking up at his eye windows. Suddenly, the light was blocked by two ears. It was a teddy bear he thought he got rid of 13 years ago. However, he's back. He's from the room painted in blood in the basement. And it's starring Mark Wahlberg. Ted. Two. The Amityville years. <laughs> Something like that. Where, yeah, that uh, that's that's where that could go. Yeah. So, just saying. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us. Let's go to a letter. It says this story is set in England on an old family farm in 2020. His farm had been in my best friend's family for generations, once being a slaughterhouse built, but more modern times only to have a few sheep and one grand old horse. My friend's family had also been in the funeral trade for a few generations, working horse-drawn carts that held the coffins, so they were often surrounded by death. But it's morbid history. The farm had a light atmosphere to it, especially the old farmhouse, where it was rarely empty. Always people coming and going, stopping for a cup of tea and a chat, or just saying hello as the doors are always open. So it was unusual that day of my best friend's birthday that her and I had been left alone in the house as we finished the preparations for the party that was to happen later that night. We had about half an hour before we needed to head to town to get our cake. So she hopped in the shower while I sat at her vanity finishing my makeup. This vanity was a few generations old with carved detailing and slightly spotted from the silver backing oxidizing. It sat against the window illuminated by lots of natural light with a stool in front of it, which I sat on doing my makeup with my back to the door. As I was concentrating on not mucking up my eyeliner, I felt a presence, like someone stood behind me watching very curiously as to what I was doing. Expecting my friend, I glanced up and caught what appeared to be a young girl no older than 12 looking at me in the mirror. She had brown hair, wide-eyed look to her brown face. In shock, I looked away and back and she was gone. I could still hear my friend in the shower and there being no one else in the house. I was baffled. I sat there feeling really confused as I was certain I'd seen someone, but it was impossible. Now, it is worth mentioning that I always thought if I ever saw a ghost, I'd be terrified. I'm awful with anything horror-related and hate being alone in the dark anywhere, but I hadn't felt afraid. This thing wasn't malicious, just curious. Eventually, my friend came out of the shower, and I told her about what happened. She thought it was odd, but didn't know who or what it was. It wasn't until much later when I told her family about what had happened that her dad and sister's boyfriend said, Ah, you've seen her too. Her dad said he'd seen that little girl a couple of times too, down the hallways or looking out windows throughout his child and adulthood, but he hadn't seen her in about 10 years. He specifically remembered one sighting where he'd got back late and was untying his shoes in the kitchen when he felt like someone was watching him. He assumed it was one of his daughters, them being around 10 at the time. He asked her what she was doing awake and not getting a reply. He assumed she was sleepwalking. He looked back down to slip his shoes off so that he could take her back to bed, but she was gone. Confused as to how she could have moved so fast, he went to the rooms to find both girls fast asleep. 
They thought it was impossible. They could leave the kitchen, get down the long corridor, up the stairs, shut the bedroom door, and get into the beds without him hearing or catching them up. The boyfriend had said he'd woken up one night to find a young girl with dark, loose hair standing above him. He yelled out, woke his girlfriend, but the little girl had disappeared. He too mentioned the feeling of curiosity that he'd felt which disappeared when the girl did. The story gets stranger. It was unbeknownst to me that around the time I saw the little girl, my grandfather had unexpectedly passed away, and my parents were delaying telling me until after my friend's birthday. The dad and the boyfriend also recounted that around the time they saw the little girl, they had recently or were about to also experience a loss of someone in their family or friend. There's always stories of family members or friends coming to say goodbye, but this little girl was definitely not my grandfather or even a relative of mine or the boyfriend's at all. Perhaps spirits can tell when death is near to someone or you. I'm not sure. I'd probably be curious of someone donning eyeliner or a random man in my house if I was an early 1900s ghost. I haven't been back since the pandemic, so I can't say I've seen her recently. I've had a couple of weird experiences in my life, but I usually am able to rationalize them as an overactive imagination or something else, but this I can't explain. It's because two others experienced it too at different times. Thank you, and I love the show. Thoughts on that? It randomly just kind of... Um, you know how like they were like talking about the best friend's birthday and that they were about to go pick up the cake. It mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of your birthday cake for your for your fortieth birthday. Why? Because it was just like the story was about death and <laughs> the story was about death, and you're picking up a cake for my fortieth birthday. <laughs> yes. So you're tying those two together as turning forty with death. Yes. And <laughs> want to know why? Getting a cake. Why? Why? Because your fortieth birthday cake was a gravestone. Yeah, I know. Isn't that nice? <laughs> and the worst part is, Grandma picked that up. I'm not surprised. <laughs> She's not good at picking up cakes. I learned. <laughs> well, honey, on on the fortieth birthday, it, it it really is kind of a thing. It's called over. It used to be called over the hill. I don't know what they call it today. Remember my dad turned 40 and we had an over the hill party and um, we, it was all like dark. I mean, it, the colors you do on your 40th are black and gold typically. Um, and it's, you can kind of go like fabulous 40 or my family always went the other way of like, you're closer to death. They're very much a, a cups uh, half uh, empty type. <laughs> Okay, but when you're 40, like, that's still pretty young for your age. Oh, it is, completely. So but, I don't know why she picked out a gravestone. Well, when you're, I, I don't, it, it was just, it's a, it was a joke. But the funny thing is, when I was young, and I remember my dad turning 40, um, I thought that was pretty old. I mean, I didn't think it was, like, near death or anything, but it was like, wow, 40, that's, and I was like, and I was kind of calculating it at the time. I was probably about your age, or right around there, and, um... I was kind of calculating it all out. I think it was a little bit younger, actually. And I think I uh, I was like, wow, that's okay. That's like, uh, you know, a little bit more than 30 years out. That's a long ways away. And here I am all these years later, and I can tell you the thoughts I had walking down the front left aisle of 5050 Factory Outlet in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, looking at the uh, decorations for Over the Hill 
thinking that exact that exact thought that exact thought there we go it's it's crazy it goes really freaking quick and i'm you know when you're little it goes slow but beyond yeah. you turn 10 and i tell you i think after 10 is when i started to notice it first 10 years take forever uh but then after that it's like oh my gosh this is fast and you think every year you think it's a little bit faster and you it feels that way it's it's nuts but it is you hear old people saying it like oh i find yeah but that, yeah true 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 uh 855-853-4802 our phone number at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us and i'll load this onto my windows 95 computer although it's the latest version of windows with a a lot of things that were much more (laughs) manageable in 95 uh, let's go to another uh, caller. Hi, let's hear your story. Hi, Tony. This is Mercedes Lucky Benedict. And I recently came across your um, show on YouTube, and I really, really like it. Um, my situation is we live in a very haunted house. Um, we've had several um, investigations the last year and a half that have... Uh, you know, brought in many, many um, voices of what's actually, you know, like it's the the evidence of that. Before that, we were on the Dead Files season premiere called Damned in the Desert, which was, a, I guess, a perfect name for us at the time. Um, and that was just uh, two years ago. I think it's going to be three years going now. Um, after that, so it's been seven years for me here at this house. Um, so Damned in the Desert brought in the investigation of all the actual real murders. We, there's lots of murders and death around this place. And I had discovered also after the dead files, um, you know, why when she told us there was a curse on the land, I'm pretty sure I figured out what that was. Um, anyway, we did bring in, I did bring in a, um, exorcism or exorcist, uh, deliverance minister, whom at the time I had never heard of that apparently he, he was on all kinds of shows, uh, even the dead files, but I didn't know that at the time, Reverend Bill Bean, who proceeded to do three separate exorcisms and, um, saved my life and saved my marriage, saved my family literally um i do i just start talking about all of this um started my own show and i'm doing i'm going to be doing a documentary on everything that's happened here um it was pretty devastating almost died there's a dog barking i'm I'm helping rescue we kind of have it's the property is basically turned now into a sanctuary i believe after the deliverances um exorcisms uh, my whole life has changed and that's been a little over a year but we still have plenty of spirits here. We have ghosts here. We have, you know, we have them on tape from the Tucson Ghost Society and they just talk, you know, so we, um, they know exactly who we are and our dogs. And this is after, even after the, um, the exorcisms, which we had, um, we had demon, we had a demon here. We had demons. So it was, it was very bad. If you do happen to look at the uh, Dead Files um, episode, that's, you know, that's where it was pretty bad. And then it got worse. 
Anyway, I would love to be on your show. I would love to bring our story out because our story is about allowing and, and, and uh, allowing this good spirits, you know, to stay. But the ones that aren't, I think we are victorious uh, after what's happened to my family and not, not breaking up and not going through what we were going through anymore. You know, I like that. I'm going to I'm going to look this person up here and uh, probably reach out and maybe have them as a guest over on uh, the Grave Talk. So thank you for sharing uh that that party that that story with us, that account of of your life. That sounds that'd be an interesting one. Yeah, it really does. I like that. Uh 855-853-4802 is your phone number here at uh, Real Ghost Stories online. And let me say this too. Um Never heard our other show, uh, The Grave Talks. Uh, it's an interview-based show. You can search The Grave Talks wherever you download podcasts and find it. And what I do is I sit down and I talk with a single guest for about an hour about their uh, encounters. It can be an investigator. It could be somebody like that who had the experiences in their home. Um, I've talked to all sorts of people uh, Andrea Perrin's been a frequent guest over there. Um, very interesting uh, interview, uh, several interviews about Amityville uh, on that show, including one with Laura DiDio, who actually was with Ed and Lorraine. But my, my point being, uh, there's a lot of interviews on that show with just anybody, people who don't even are not even known, who are not even out there on anything, and they just want to get their story out. And they, they sit down and sometimes they just talk anonymous with, anonymously with me and share it. And if you're a person that you think you have a story that you could really talk about for like about an hour, um, and you may be like, oh, God, that's nothing. I could talk about this for days. That's even better. Uh, if you'd like to share or be considered uh, to be on that show, uh, please do uh, reach out. Uh, you can uh, reach out. Uh, just by emailing me, Tony at realghoststoriesonline.com. Tony at realghoststoriesonline.com. And um, let me know. I'm always looking for very interesting guests, and I try to get guests on there that are not uh, necessarily on everything. It, it's not the show that puts the latest TV people on or anything like that. In fact, our show typically has been the one that TV people come to to go, can I get the contact information for that person? And then it kind of goes out that direction. Um, so it's a unique show. But uh, do check it out. The Grave Talks, if you've uh, never heard of it. Uh, let's do another phone call uh, at uh, 855-853-4802. Let's hear your ghost story today. My name is Peggy. I live in North Carolina. I had just called about um, a something that happened to me when I was a teenager with a, a heart. But I have another story. Um, when I was younger uh, and was married and had two young children, we lived in a house um, that was probably built back in the 30s. And um, I apologize for the background noise, but anyway, the house was probably built back in the 1930s, and um, we had had a few things happen that were unexplained, but 
um, I had gone to the grocery store and brought the groceries in and was putting them away in the kitchen. And my husband and my two children were in the living room watching television. Um, my son, you had to get to the basement through my son's room. And um, my daughter was very little, and she was um, starting to walk, and and she could get into my son's bedroom. She liked to go in there and, and play. So we had put a slide lock on the inside of the door and on the outside of the door um, to keep our daughter from getting in there and maybe getting into the basement and falling down the basement steps. So, and also my son um, would go in his room and, and play and he didn't always like his sister kind of in there messing with him. So anyway, I was putting my groceries away and um, all of a sudden um, this something ran through the hallway, past the kitchen, went into my son's room and locked the door from the inside, the side lock. And um, I, I said my son's name, I said, Jonathan, I said, what are you doing? Why are you running and locking your bedroom door? And my husband said, Peggy, that's not Jonathan. He's in here with me watching television. And the footsteps were so loud and vibrated the floor so hard that it literally knocked some of the cans off of my kitchen counter, um, the cans of food. And so anyway, my husband and I went to our son's bedroom door and it was locked. It, the slide lock was locked from the inside of the room and he had to kick the door in to get it to open. And it, of course, it broke the, the slide lock and it broke some of the door frames. But when he kicked it in, there was no one there. So that was very um, odd, and, and like I said, we'd had some other things happen in the house um, that couldn't be explained, but um, like televisions coming on in the middle of the night and uh, lights were just, you know, lights coming on in the middle of the night and hearing voices, that type thing, but um, the whoever ran through the hallway um, and went into my son's room, they slammed the door very hard. And like I said, the slide lock, um, you could hear the slide lock lock. And um, it was, it was just an odd, odd thing that was very unexplained. But thank you for listening to me, and um, have a good day. Okay, we're all hoping you have a bird. 
<laughs> right now, I heard chirping before I, right before that, I heard like a, I don't know. I'm thinking it could have been the sound of the bird with its claw, you know, like, like, yeah. like scraping against its stand. That, but, now that I have the context of the bird sound after that, at first I was like, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. Let's, I'll play it back here. Here we go. And hearing voices, that type thing, that um, the whoever ran through the hallway. And it starts like right about here. Um, yep. And went into my son's room. They slammed That's the chirping. door. That might be chirping. Very hard. And like, like I said, like, the slide lock. And then here we go, a bigger chirp. So um, you can hear the slide lock lock. So let's just hope she doesn't like call in or write in later and say, my "Oh my bird god, died last week." <laughs> exactly, I died the week before I called in. <laughs> oh, or, or the bird is somehow connected to someone that she thinks is haunting the place. My goodness, thank you for sharing that story, and I really hope that you have a bird. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show. Hey, help keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person and subscribe to our channel through Apple Podcasts. And you can get yourself access uh, to the channel with all of the stuff, the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, uh, the archive, all commercial free. For Try for three days on Apple Podcasts on our channel. Uh, look for that. And if you're not an Apple Podcast, patreon.com slash realghoststories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Brisky. Thanks for listening.